Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick, Steve, you right? I'm all right. How are you? It's a cup of COVID. I'm fine, thanks. All good here. I've got a coffee. I've got a cup of tea from my flask. Congratulations. I drove to Cambridge. You're, you're in work and it's eight o'clock in the morning. So you've already got to travel to Cambridge from London and got into your office. So you started life at before the farmers this morning. Probably. Um, so this proves that you are actually Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Only need four hours of sleep. Well, just think of all the things you can achieve. If, That's uh, what Margaret Thatcher said. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are just wet, aren't we? Wet. Exactly. Just, just, just man up and get on with your day. Um, yeah. No, I, um, I wanted to talk to you. Speaking about Margaret Thatcher. No, not speaking about Margaret Thatcher. I want to talk to you about um, vaccines and um, what do you do? You think boys or girls are? Do you think vaccines work different across biological sex? No, don't. <laughs> short answer. I think yeah. our immune systems are quite similar, men and women. There's probably subtle differences, but generally speaking, they work pretty much the same way. Um, yeah, well, obviously these things are kind of they're very important at the moment when we kind of take into account all of the the you know the tens of vaccines which are in final stage clinical trials for COVID at the moment. Um, but there's a so obviously we don't know necessarily about the differences across vaccines for for the COVID specific. Um, Vaccines, but there is, there is some uh, scientific literature on this. I've been looking at a paper uh, by Sabra Klein, who's an immunologist who works in Baltimore. She wrote a paper a few years ago about the uh, sex and gender differences in the outcomes of vaccinations across the life course, and it can be kind of summarised, um, I suppose, it quite quite clearly. Um, she says um, that, that so in fact there are differences uh, oh, right. across uh, uh, sexes. Why? Um, so generally, males and they, they, males and females differ in their antibody responses and ad adverse events following viral and uh, bacterial vaccinations. Essentially, it boils down to boys are more likely to be vaccinated. Do you mean, do you mean men or do you mean boys? I mean, well, so actually both. So they do it across males. Uh, across, I mean, males. So they, but they have looked at it as a function of uh, the time in your, uh, you know, when in your life you get vaccinated. But it's broadly similar. The difference, the main differences are that the, the males are more likely to be vaccinated, and uh, and females are more likely to show greater antibody responses to those vaccinations. Wait, why is that? Well, they, they don't know. So, so basically, the prevailing hypothesis at the moment is that that the. Um, the difference between them uh, is that is the sex steroids, so particularly testosterone, estradiol, and progesterone, that influencing the function of immune cells. So, so we spoke a few weeks ago about vitamin E's ability to influence your immune system, and essentially they're saying there that the hormones involved, the difference in the, the levels of hormones in the sexes, is, is attributed to differences in your uh, immune response. But um, it's kind of it's all across the board and across different different countries and things like that so it seems that yeah men are more likely to give it a go um but you know if you look across hepatitis b diphtheria rabies measles both in children and in adults that all the response is greater in females and so they define response here as um uh, higher basal igg levels and uh, higher b cell numbers so so that's more how... antibodies and more cells that make antibodies exactly that's interesting yeah. all right what's yeah. that mean for covid then steve 
Well, it's what's really interesting. So some, they, they also reference in this study other, um, obviously other studies because it's a big review. And there's an interesting one in Germany uh, back in 2015 uh, where women, uh, pregnant women in particular, have a very have had a low um, uh, incidence of trying to take the the flu jab, the influenza vaccine. Um, and the reason that that was kind of cited on in the study was. Um, one thing which is uh, which you, we should expect is that they didn't know about the long-term effects, and obviously, if you're pregnant, you're not just taking the vaccine yourself for your child. But actually, a really interesting thing I thought of, uh, when I was reading it is that it says that the, the perception that the doctor had a positive attitude towards the vaccination during pregnancy led to a decrease in women taking it. Oh, really? So it's so good. Come on. <laughs> Look at that. Actually, no thanks. You are, you're right, actually. And if the doctor's like, here you go, you know, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it, darling. Like, oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. Yes. Could I, no, no, you know, only if you want. Yeah, only if you want. Yeah, okay, I'll have it, please. Let's give it to me. Uh, you probably, probably don't want it. Probably don't want it. Um, yeah. Treat mean, Steve. So there's a there's a social cultural aspect of this. It's not just biological. And maybe when we think about trying to get, you know, wide scale adoption of COVID, uh, the COVID vaccine, maybe we should be doing it like that. It's kind of, you know, it's reverse psychology. Nah, you don't want it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it sound really valuable. This is so valuable. We're not sure you should have it. It's very expensive. <laughs> Great idea. All right, Steve, you get on that one. All right, we'll do.